Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Doesn't seem as though we will have any big announcement today in regards to the hearing that's taking place for Deshaun Watson in front of Sue Robinson. OutKick 360, final hour is here. That's the big headline today. Um, Mark Maskey has reported to the Washington Post that he's expecting this hearing to last for days, plural, and that there is no timeline for Sue Robinson to decide on what discipline she will hand down. He also put in there that the NFL is going to present, as if it's been determined, that she is going to allow them to present their case the league, here's how he worded this. The league is arguing to Sue Robinson for an indefinite suspension of at least one full season. That according to a source. Um, if they are going to argue that, that means she's going to hear it. And that would mean the NFLPA would also have uh, rebuttal, uh, if not the, the opening stance, which is that they don't think he should be suspended. And somewhere in the middle, there will be the law handed down through Sue Robinson that the NFL can then add to or take away from based on how they view it. And the few days just leads me to believe that it's that perfect timeline of that Friday afternoon going into 4th of July holiday news dump that's going to happen. That it's all leading towards a Friday announcement around 5 p.m. I don't think it'll be done by then. Not the the Goodell part. Uh, What what part of the Goodell part? The the part where it goes to Goodell and he... I think Goodell will immediately make a ruling. Whenever it comes to him, what else would he need? You think he's going to take time to deliberate after they've already done their investigation? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I don't think it'll be a automatic she to him and it's out. I will be surprised if we don't find out something on Friday. I don't think it's out this week. It's only Tuesday. I, I, I think we, we have time. Have if even if it's also, multiple I mean, days, we still have time. If the to reports get to are accurate that they want at least a year, then this is just for show anyway. Well, I mean, uh, uh, I, I don't know how long it takes, but I mean, for show. But they they're going to present a case to her. Who knows how long that takes in the well, bureaucracy? But I, I they're think, presenting I, a case because they want her to side with them, and they'll just point to her as the the end of the 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 agreed upon disciplinary judge in, in, for this case All right, through the NFL it. and the NFLPA. It, it feels like they're just going through the motions right now. I think ev- they know exactly what they want to do with Deshaun Watson. It's just going through procedure and letting this last little bit play out and then giving their announcement their ruling. I, I, there's too many reports coming out about the intentions of the NFL and that they want to get to an indefinite but at least a year suspension. For and me we'll, not to believe that they, they've already made up their minds. Oh, I would agree. And we'll know 
as soon as this is done, days, you know, by the end of the week, uh, that's how I take this. He didn't say weeks. Um, we, we will know through the NFLPA what the suspension is if it's anything less than a year, right? They'll make sure that gets out for Goodell to come back over the top to suspend him indefinitely. Oh, I mean, I think it'll have to be formally announced either way. But the actual... How it goes. I mean, that, that Goodell adjusts it, I think it'll have to be formally known either way. That Goodell or, the, or his rep. The battle for NFL Sunday ticket package is interesting to follow because of the money and the streaming services involved in this. So Amazon, Apple, and Disney are all vying for the out-of-market package of the um, NFL Sunday ticket. I can't believe this, this is taking so long. This was, this was on, excuse me. The, There's just no avoiding it to yeah. some degree. Well, I turned mine off. So for the sake of the show, turn the alerts off. Um, we, Amazon, Apple, and Disney... They are vying for the package that DirecTV was owning, the NFL Sunday ticket. My question is, what does this do to DirecTV by losing this? And what does Amazon, Apple, or, or Disney gain by $2.5 to $3 billion annually for this package? That's what the NFL is looking for. I mean, I think... Thursday Night Football is costing Amazon a billion dollars. A week, or a season, excuse me, a season. Now, it's a multi-year deal. It's like a, what, 10-year package? Um, the league is looking for 2 to $3 billion per year for NFL Sunday tickets. I think people out of market are, you know, do practically anything they have to to see the full telecast of their team play. Diehard NFL fans, and, and most people are, more than anything else in the sports world, if you leave home and you're devout for your team, this is priority one. And I, I don't know that many people who have direct TV, but everybody I know that does have direct t- TV, I think, I have has direct it TV. Be- because of this. I, don't, I have direct TV. I don't have the, the package. To I don't either. So I'm, I'm, yeah, but you're I'm not rare out of market. That. You're not out of market. I mean, you're... I'm you're, not an out-of-market fan. I, I, I can watch you know, highlights and watch games in, in different ways. But it, I, the part about this is curious to me is the health of direct TV. That's one, that's one entity I don't hear a lot about in terms of it's doing well or not. When Netflix takes a huge hit, you hear about it immediately, when streamers do, right? This is doing well, this isn't, stock is up, stock is down, whatever. I don't hear a lot about DirecTV. They're owned by AT&T. AT&T is doing fine. Last I checked, it's a, it's a huge company. So what is the future of DirecTV? I don't know. They have DirecTV Stream, where you can just stream DirecTV without the dish also that's part of it. So what was uh, the previous I, price? Um, they were on the hook for one and a half billion for the upcoming season. I must think they think they're going to be okay without it. Otherwise, they'd be in it, right? Well, it, I mean, what does this do for? They've lost money. The huh? sports interest. You said Disney, Apple, Amazon, right? Are yes. the betters? Yep. What does that so Disney owns ESPN? How ESPN ish is this? 
if Disney takes over. But it's another. What does it do for the sports interest of these companies? It's another tier in all of these things, right? Not an automatic thing. Um, like for, I, if I have Apple, I'm not just getting a Sunday ticket. I would be buying another level of Apple to get. Yeah, Sunday I mean that. Ticket. So Directv, you had to be a Directv subscriber, and they were charging you on top of your your monthly price three hundred dollars annually for NFL Sunday ticket. That price was really not that negotiable because Directv is paying the NFL for the rights to Sunday ticket. The, the NFL, based on the contracts for Fox and CBS, where you're picking up these games for NFL Sunday Ticket, they're then doing some back-channeling to pay the networks for the rights to distribute exclusive, exclusive content, DirecTV only. And you said DirecTV was taking a loss on it. So About DirecTV, $500 million an- annually yeah, is what so they reported. DirecTV was, was getting their sports niche people despite the loss i don't know is it maybe i'm overestimating the value of the so commodity it is reported that and this is through front office sports that disney slash espn plus they're willing to tack on according to them between a billion and a billion and a half that is what direct tv was slated to pay this upcoming season so or the, the final year of their agreement so they're willing to start there and the question would be, is, is the NFL going to be able to get Amazon or Apple that can just they print, print money, money, right? Compared to you know, everyone's printing money when it comes to the NFL. But Amazon and Apple, they can just make it happen, right? The question is, how much further do they take it up to acquire this? And, and what is that true value? Other than you're, you're kind of sniping out DirecTV and ESPN Plus in the process of acquiring. Are the we overvaluing the commodity based on DirecTV's loss? Well, it takes, but I guess the the question would be, what do you pair it with, and with DirecTV getting out and with ESPN Plus not getting it, are you in essence in Stealing a big people. in a big picture? Are you gaining? the NFL property that ESPN desperately wants. I mean, they've added to their package. They're already paying like $2.7 billion for their current package that they have with the league, and that would tack on extra for NFL Sunday ticket. I guess, is it is it valuable to not have someone paying more to ESPN and instead taking that to Amazon or Apple, See, as, as, as that company would view? What's I, the NFL sticker worth to if you? If I'm ESPN or if I'm Amazon... I'm thinking people have to have me because their team is going to be on Monday night football and Thursday night football at some point. So uh, I, I've already got them NFL-wise. It's, it's so, most so valuable it's the, to Apple. It's, it's, it's most valuable to the other entity that doesn't have anything. And I would then also you're forcing think, me to buy three things. Yes, and I would also think to the NFL – Apple is more valuable because it just gives them another gigantic, the richest company in the world as part of what they're doing. So there's a foot in the door. We know they're going to bid on other things. Moving forward with the NFL, there's going to be some partnership with that. So that, I think we just made the deal. That right there. Here, Apple, meet NFL, and let's get this thing done. This is where it should move. It sucks for a consumer, uh, particularly an out-of-market Die hard fan who wants to watch his 
his or hers team every game because in order to do so, you would need Apple, ESPN through your cable system or ESPN Plus as a separate streaming entity and Amazon as a separate streaming entity. So you've got to have those three then to watch everything. But that's no different because you needed DirecTV previously. So you're just trading DirecTV for Apple. And on DirecTV, at least you had your, on DirecTV, you had ESPN. So you're going from two to three. So the NFL, the, the league is looking to package Sunday ticket with a stake in NFL media. So this is that app that they yeah. were talking about. They want to pair this NFL media app with whoever they choose in the streaming category. That can be ESPN Plus, but it's most likely Amazon or Apple. And so if you're partnering with the league, what's that worth? And um, you're also getting Red Zone. You're getting whatever they're going to end up doing with NFL.com. And then you're getting the exclusive package for Sunday Ticket. That's what they're trying to pull off here. I don't want that app. Well, you may I mean, have I, to I have guess, it. That's yeah. the point. You know what? I, you the know what NFL I'm saying, saying the fans don't want the app. We're going to partner <laughs> with Apple or Amazon and force you to get it, and you're going to pay for it. That's what they're telling you. And yeah. they're also, and it's not. They don't have to tell us this. We're going to do it. <laughs> As a consumer, I'm not excited about what's on that app. As compared to, you know, again, I'm starting with the minimum. I want. I want to watch my team games first and foremost. That's my concern. Now you're going to force the app on me. And raise the price of that thing for content that I'm not as determined to have. It's not no, nowhere near as important to me. The USFL is returning for the second season. That was officially uh, made known uh, earlier this week for season number two. They're about to wrap up the first season with a championship game this coming Sunday evening on Fox as Birmingham... Uh, takes on Philadelphia for the USFL championship. The quarterback of the Birmingham Stallions, Jamar Smith, joins us next on Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram at Outkick360. You'll be able to see us and our production assistant, Gracie Fontaine. We, uh, we're going to rate best dressed at the NBA draft. And we know oh, style. It's, it's going to be fun. Look at us. We know style. That's going to be up at uh, Outkick360's Instagram We call feed. it three guys in polo shirt. Hutton, may I, may I jump in for a quick Twitter beef of the day? Before sure, we get yeah. to our guest here soon? Yeah. So, hey, hey, Other than tweet deck going away July 1st? Yeah, i got to figure out a solution here. Because well, I've, I've not looked into this. other options. But everybody I know uses it. Why would it go away? It's it for Mac no users. Sense. It's for Mac it's, and it's, Apple. Yeah, it's no longer going to be available for Mac. But just take away computer. something that everyone uses. Apple will do that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, we need... Send us suggestions. I'm going to post this also. But I, I need to know up. what to get on Mac that I can quickly go to it. Here's the other problem I'm having right now. The best. The best I don't ones, know Chad. any of my log. I don't know any of my uh, <laughs> passwords. Yeah. 
I'm just logged in on this computer. I, I agree with that too. I'm gonna have a real struggle. I may get with locked that. out of Twitter forever because I'm trying to log in. Big weekend, big weekend coming. Other than TweetDeck, which is where you can you can monitor multiple feeds and different categories of Twitter. Um, they're all monthly subscriptions, except for TweetDeck, well, which look, is going away. Maybe this will be a good thing for me, so I don't have to see my Twitter feed during the show with my computer open come anymore. Up with this. Because I, I tweeted out what I've always said. When people complain about us not talking a lot about college baseball, I say, do you get equally upset when we don't talk about college softball? Because the television audience is virtually the same. Ratings came out today. College baseball's up 500,000 viewers from Vandy, Mississippi State a year ago to Ole Miss, Oklahoma in the championship series this year. That puts them dead even with the softball, the, the World Series final between Texas and Oklahoma. So I just say, once again... College softball has the same amount of eyeballs watching it as college baseball. I prefer the softball. And I get people coming out of the woodwork. I've got blue checkmark college baseball guys. Oh, yeah. Coming in telling me why I'm wrong not to. Uh, well, this guy's clearly uninformed. This guy, what did I say that's factually incorrect? And also, why do people care so much if I don't like college baseball? It's amazing how the college baseball truthers of the world get so worked up about this. It's a problem with the sport. It's not that heavily watched. I would love to go to Omaha and take in a College World Series, but I'm not invested in the College World Series. Weren't there two right? past balls that were crucial in the final I don't even, game? I don't even Sunday? know. Yes, I, I don't know the exact, but I know that there were back-to-back pass balls gave the tying run and go-ahead run to Ole Miss in the deciding game. I know. Uh, I don't know what happened after that. They ended up winning by multiple Ole runs, Miss and Mississippi State back to back years. Um, you know, more power to them. Congrats, Absolutely. congrats to the refs. I, I, I made that in the Mississippi. I yeah. even tweeted a congrats saying the state of Mississippi is the mecca of college baseball right now with the last two champions. How dare you? It's just. I mean, and now, uh, but this is what happened. So now I've got someone with a bunch of Twitter followers. And a blue check mark that's like retweeting me saying, everyone let Chad know something he should know about college baseball. I don't know why it's bad to have a blue check mark. What do you mean? I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying they've been... You're saying it's not some uh, They've been approved. Yeah. Yeah, they've been... I'm saying they're actual media members covering the sport. It's not just the troll accounts that are after me. It's the college baseball writer that's after me. Hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. Jamar Smith available. He's with us. Awesome. Uh, we say hello to the Birmingham Stallions quarterback playing for the USFL Championship this Sunday. 6.30 Central is the kickoff time Sunday evening on Fox as Birmingham uh, takes on the, the stars of Philadelphia. Jamar, great to have you on the show, man, and, and congrats on the season one success. I think he's out. Oh, he's, he's not there. So okay. another thing on college baseball. Right. <laughs> what about Chad. this big bang? Uh, oh, man. Chad, I'm going to have you uh, repeat what I just said for the intro with Jamar uh, coming up. Uh, but we will be I watching. Will, no, I'll, I'll give a great intro. When we come so there is, um, there is a big debate in your neck of the so, woods on um, an explosion from last night yeah, that a lot of people heard. The town I live in, close to Nashville. Mount Juliet. Mount Juliet, for those that are familiar with the area. 
Last night, we get an alert, not not the blue alert we got earlier for something separate, but uh, a, a Mount Juliet PD alert that they are investigating the explosion that happened in this area of Mount Juliet. So, you know, Angie's in bed at this point. I'm watching Larry Sanders' show, so I continue my binge of this show, this old show, and I'm like, okay, that's that's weird. Don't really think much anything else of it. Well, today, once again, they don't know what it is. So there's all this speculation about the explosion and the sound that was heard. So I'm watching these videos, and everyone is on Facebook, of you know ring cameras on doors of you know what's going on and the, the sound of the explosion. And people are speculating whether or not, no, we have our guest here. So uh, in fact, I'll get back to this later. That, that's the tease. We don't yet know what the explosion is, but you guys are going right. to flip out when you hear what people think it may have been. Jamar Smith with us now as he plays for the title uh, this coming Sunday night. He's the quarterback of the Birmingham Stallions. Jamar, great to have you on the show, man. Yes, sir. It's a pleasure. I appreciate you for having me. Sorry about the trouble we have right now, but we're all good. It's, it's totally fine. The, the run you guys have been on, how, it, and I realize you're playing for the title, so it, no harm, no foul. How upset are you with that one loss? Uh, not too upset, you know, uh, we had a goal to, you know, win them all for sure. Uh, but you know, we, we, we hit a little bump in the road to try to reset ourselves and get back on the right track. So, you know, we, we, we know the job we have to do, uh, the things we have to do to go out and put points on the board and, and go out and finish the season strong with the win. How much were you guys the, uh, the hometown favorite being the, 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 the local team, so to speak? Yeah, oh, uh, you, if you ever seen any one of the games, uh, it was about 100 people there in the stands. <laughs> so it, you could just about hear everything happen on the field. Uh, but for us, man, the fans, the, the energy that, that, was, that we had in our games was unmatched compared to any of the other games, man. And uh, we really appreciate the fans who come out there with the support. Uh, it was been many games that the offense wasn't doing pretty well, and I thought we were going to get some boos uh, throughout the rest of the game. But uh, – our defense, you know, showed up, and then the fans just bought the energy that we needed, so we definitely appreciate them. How do you feel physically right now uh, at the end of this long season, one game left? Do you feel like you felt, you know, during a college football season? Is it comparable? Uh, ha- have they done a good uh, job of preserving you physically throughout the year? Oh, yeah. We, we work out uh, at least three times a week. Uh, that workout schedule a little bit different. Uh, the college workout a little bit uh, on the heavier side with more weights. Uh, right now we do a lot of more mobility-type stuff trying to make sure we're staying flush and flexible throughout the season and, uh, and uh, recover some of those injuries. But uh, when, when you're having fun, man, time flies, man. I could just uh, – I was talking to some guys uh, recently. It's like, man, it just feel like we just got here at the beginning of March and now we're just about the, the last game of the season. And we're grateful, you know, to still be the two – one of the two teams that's still standing. So, uh, you know, most of the guys just wanted to stay healthy, making sure that, you know, they can sustain their bodies for what could come next uh, with, you know – uh, the NFL, CFL, whatever, whatever is in whoever plans, and uh, just make sure you know, like I said, stay healthy, uh, physically and mentally. You know, just to you know, go out there and try to get a contract, get a call, and make sure that you uh, continue your journey. I was watching live on on NBC on Saturday night. I saw the Gatorade bath for Skip Holtz. Uh, uh, yeah. You could tell there's a, a really tight relationship with you guys and your head coach. What's it been like playing for him, and how quickly did you form that bond? Uh, well, you know, I have a bond different, you know, yes. well, a lot of guys that came from Louisiana Tech, uh, we, we kind of have a bond different with Coach Holtz and myself personally, you know, 
I was at his house just about every day for an extra two two hours watching film. But uh, you know, we always together. We always have meeting times. I know throughout some of the meetings we have like little games. We'll play rock paper scissors or do something like that. And then we had some team bonding type stuff where we had like some functions that we just try to get to know our teammates and uh, just bond with them and just build that camaraderie that we have that the people see on the field, but it, it, it happens behind closed doors for sure. Just the things that we do, some of the games that we play and just how we, we interact with each other. So it's been a great, great feeling. I really think like they, they put this team together because they, they knew how we were going to bond with each other. But, it's been it's been great being with these guys. Like Coach said, I love all of them for real, man. Birmingham Stallions quarterback Jamar Smith, our guest. Jamar, uh, walk us yes. through the feeling of uh, getting the taste of the NFL. Yours was very brief, and I don't even know how much yes, how uh, much time you had behind the scenes yeah. in New England. Three months. Um, yeah, it, well, all, yeah, all my time all my time with New England was behind the scenes. Uh, it was all meetings with Coach McDaniel. Uh, Coach Belichick and uh, Coach Fish, Coach Jerry Fish that was there. And um, we met, I'm telling you, man, uh, it was – I never stared at a computer screen for so long, man, I promise you. Because it was all Zoom meetings. It was the COVID year in 2020, and uh, we had all our meetings over Zoom. As I said, man, my eyes are just tired of just sitting there at the screen. But I really grew as a player just uh, understanding the game, uh, the structures, the knowledge of another offense coming from college to really a post-style a really blue-collar type system with Coach Belichick and how he does things there. Um, so, you know, the opportunity could come in the near future, but, you know, just keep my head down, stay humble, just keep going to work. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to make you extremely hungry. And then given the COVID season, I mean, did you actually even step foot in Foxborough at the at the practice no, facility? No, sir. Uh, the day I was supposed to fly up there, literally, I got cut. Um, my flight was at 1.30. I got cut at 11.45. I still remember it. So, uh <laughs> Uh, it was a uh, it was heartbreaking for sure because you know I uh, the one the, I, the one of the two coaches I I really wanted to play for was uh, Coach Mike Tomlin and then Coach Bill Belichick because of the the way they love to win the way they ran things and uh, there's some guys or some coaches that you know I've always watched and my dad you know he played in the league and you know it was some guys that well he he played for Coach Belichick once and the other coach he wanted to play for was Coach Mike Tomlin so you know, just being like I said being there really you know helped me grow in a lot of areas I needed to grow in and then just, you know, help me, you know, to, you know, be better in my game with, with some of the things that, you know, the coaches have taught me. You were an excellent two-sport guy. You got drafted by the Padres 24th round in 2015 mm-hmm. as a catcher. I'm curious yes, if when you declined to sign there, have you paid attention <sighs> to the Padres and to what the Padres oh, yes. have done at catcher since then? Yes, sir. I've, I've been wondering if they had, you know, like a tryout. I can just go catch a bullpen to see if my pop time still looks like, you know, to see if I still got it. But uh, no, I'll definitely keep up with the games. I'm trying to catch a uh, Cleveland Guardian game uh, pretty soon before we head out of here just to just to feel that atmosphere, man, just be out there and just see the diamond once again. You know, when I was in Birmingham, we went to a Bears game, which was pretty cool. So, you know, uh, man, just, just being a, a kid that loved baseball, always trying to stay around the game. And uh, like you said, declining that. They're all friends, an 18-year-old. A lot of people call me crazy, but uh, it was a lot more to it. But, no, it was uh, – I played two years in college at Louisiana Tech as well. So, um, I still got a little bit of taste of it. But, trust me, I definitely missed the game of baseball. Who was your team growing up? Who who do you root for? Uh, Well, you know, growing up, I was a uh, – well, I, actually, I was a Red Sox fan because uh, my dad, he, uh, he played in with the Patriots and then my first – Every game I went to was a rest. I was game. I almost caught a ball in the, uh, at the wall. So, you know, that was just so 
fun for me. And then one of my favorite players then was on the team was Manny Ramirez. Uh, he had the same numbers as me, 24. That was my, my birthday number, so it became my favorite uh, number on the baseball field. Then over time, um, Adrian Beltre became my favorite player. Um, just love the way he played the game, man. He's, he had so much fun out there, and everyone saw it. I, I promise you, every time he was on ESPN, it was him making a play or him just showing how big of a kid he was, just having fun out there. So, you know, just um, just seeing the guys out there have fun. I know some guys that's uh, pitching right now, um, Demarcus Evans for the Rangers. He's doing a great job. I always talk to him because me and him was uh, one, uh, well, two guys in Mississippi that played two sport. He uh, got drafted uh, same same year, I think, twenty eighth round to the Rangers. He ended up staying with them, and you know, he's doing. I think he got caught up, so I'm, I'm uh, really excited for him. Tell us the story of missing that ball at Fenway. Did you drop it? Did somebody else steal it from you? Yeah, no, it went. No, it went right over my head, man. It literally, I thought I had it. Like the eyesight, my eyes were on. My eyes got big. I said, "Yeah, I got it, man." It went right over my head. I was like, "Goodness, man!" But <laughs> I definitely got to get to some more games for sure. I want to try to get to a Yankee game pretty soon. Uh, probably in the next couple of weeks after we get this championship. Jamar Smith, our guest, um, a, a play that um, I, I'm sure still sticks out as the craziest you've ever been involved with, and I don't know if you can top it. it it's oh, it's not a great boy. one. Mississippi oh, State, wow, Louisiana Tech, wow, I knew it was coming. I knew third it was and coming. 93. Oh, third uh, and as, 93. So it was, I'll let you set the stage, but everyone remembers the Sports Center play here, and it turns out in Mississippi oh, State's yeah. favor. But it's second and yes, goal, sir. and if it's not second and goal, it's extremely close. And it turns yep, into third and, goal, and 93. Yep, that was a, one of the greatest plays of my life. Um, <laughs> was going to um, – we, we had a chance to go score. And um, I wasn't ready for the snap. I was going to, you know, check with the offensive lineman to another play. And by the time I did, the center heard me, heard me say another word and snapped it. So that started the play right there. So when I tried to get the ball, it felt like someone put the football in a bucket of oil – and I couldn't just – I couldn't grab it at all. It just started slipping. So and then the, the thing that I messed up on, I tried to scoop it and pick it up instead of just falling on it and killing the player right there. And when I didn't do that, then that's when I became famous for the third and 93. <laughs> so I definitely appreciate my man, uh, C.J. Powell, from uh, – well, we start off with – let's, let's, let's thank, you know, Cam McKnight for slowing him down. Then let's thank C.J. Powell for going to make the tackle from the other side of the field. So – yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for a third and, you know, 95 and 30 and 99 because, you know, I'm definitely going to be waiting for that. You know what I mean? The errant snap, an 87-yard loss. We will never see yeah, that know, again. Man. And it went past uh, J-Mark. I, 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 I'm, I'm the person that I hope it happens again, you know? I hope it happens again. Hey, uh, we we don't want it to happen this week for sure. Uh, Birmingham no, taking no, on no. <laughs> Birmingham taking on Philadelphia for the USFL title, 6.30 Central Time on Fox. Tell us uh, when we tune in. What's the game plan? What what, what are you expecting? Uh, You've already beaten this team once in the regular season. Yes, sir. One of my say. I don't like you know. I'm always a guy that thinks about you know winning the day, winning the, the game that we have that week, and um, it's just called the execute at a high level for us, man. Uh, like I like you said, we, we played them before. There's a uh, round two for us, man. We just got to go out there execute better, uh, be smarter, be faster. Because there's no, there's no more do-overs right now, man. It's uh, I hate to tell like this, but it's do or die in this situation because, you know, um, you know, with the with the with the season we've had, and the things we've done, and uh, just some of the things that we had as a goal to uh to uh to go win, and just finish the season out with the championship, man. That's the thing we got to go do. So, 
you know, starting starting today really with the means and just um, getting getting everyone right with the game plan and everything. It feels good. I feel good going to this game. I got one more thing for you. Did, did the league set you up with a tour of the hall last week? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We went to the the Pro Hall of Fame, man. man. I felt like a little kid, man. I tried to take as many pictures as I could before my phone died. But uh, then the one the one piece that stood out to me was, of course, you see my name in there. Um, my I, after the first game, I, I gave my towel that I used for the game, signed it and everything, and just seeing that in the the the, the, the Hall of Fame, man, just. That's a piece that's going to be right there for a long time and just feels good. Like, I'm getting chills thinking about it because, uh, you know, no one ever, you know, just being from a reading Mississippi man, you just, you don't have that many opportunities to do great things in this, in this world, in this life. So I really just appreciate all the things I've came across and then just being there, having that tour. And then the opportunity to come up here uh, in Canada, Ohio from the USFL, man. Just being here, you know, just the, the birthplace of football, just a new scenery for being in the the, uh, the 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 hub of Birmingham, so uh, I'm just excited to be here, and ready to bring the championship back. Hey man, you brought some excitement to the league. Great, great play this year. Yes. Hopefully, it leads you to a camp this summer slash fall, yes, and uh, we'll be watching this Sunday. Best of luck to you. Good luck. Yes, sir. I appreciate everyone. Man. I appreciate the opportunity of being here. I just thank you all for everything. Hey, one thing though, get up, baby, get up. <laughs> there Thanks. is Jamar Smith, quarterback of the Stallions. Um, you know, we should have asked him if he has the same celebration as uh, the the linebacker with the horse. No, it was the sh- uh, shark shark dog shark dog. Right, that was yeah. Scooby Wright. He Scooby had Wright. The, the shark no, dog celebration. He had the shark dog, but he also he got the penalty for riding the pony. Right, that's what he said he was doing for the celebration for the yeah. unsportsmanlike. Yeah, says he was with riding, the stallions. Yeah, right? said so he was riding the pony, <laughs> and then at the end he gave us the old giddy up. So. I'm, I'm There's all for doing the same. a good team-themed celebration like that. Can't beat it. Uh, and he's got a J Mar's got a great story. And man, what a what a great. Um, I don't know if it was pre-planned or not, but J Mar was not the quarterback drafted in Birmingham for the USFL draft. Skip Holtz, though, I don't know if he knew he was coming to the league or J Mar couldn't decide. But he ends up playing for his college coach. I mean, and since then they've they've lost one game. So. Seems like he stored him away. Yes. Wait yeah. to declare for this league, and then I'll just pick you up. Yes. Then you can come play. And that's us giving Skip Holtz a ton of credit, which yeah. he would deserve for for having There's that foresight. Fun dude. I've not uh, heard a one negative thing spoken about Skip Holtz in this league. Everyone we talk yeah. to that works with the USFL, everyone that's around him, just loves that guy. As very positive selection for Birmingham's coach. It's it's the perfect marriage of coach and city and league for For what they're trying to do. For sure. And he's going for a championship. How about third and 93? That's great. That's tough. Yeah. I want to go back and watch that. The only thing better would be if they pick up the third down. They didn't. They they did gain like 20 something yards, though, on third down. End up punting. Got got a little breaking news here. Um, Serena Williams is out at Wimbledon. Harmony Tan. Upset Serena Williams Whoa. in the opening round of Wimbledon. Her first and match. Someone feels an good injury, about this right? because at one one in the sets, I put some money on Harmony Tan. Oh, Harmony at plus four seventy nice. when they were tied, and Harmony Tan gets it oh, done. Oh, how things have changed in Chad's betting favor. Oh, I'm back, baby. I am back. All right, so coming up, we're going to determine what this big bang was uh, in in Chad's town last night because there are I've got a strong opinion on people what I heard think explosions it was. and one explosion 
there at one explosion. Well, let's make it bigger. And people there were explosions. There all was over. one explosion with multiple ideas uh, and guesses yes. as to what it could be, and those theories are out there. And you know, I would say alien ship. They, they would rival something that Jacob or Corey would come up with in studio. That's next on Outkick 360. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Did you guys see the story where Dan Snyder allegedly had milk poured into the yes. Nationals owner's box so, so that it would smell like soured milk Yeah, based had- on a deal that did not go in his favor? Was it Lerner? Is that his yeah. name? It's a very like eleven uh, year old summer camp move by Dan Snyder. Yep. I'm going to make your sweet smell like sour milk. And it's this also came so out specific. from the assistant who was told to do it, right? Yeah, they had to pour milk underneath the chair where Lerner would sit in the suite later that week. So the carpet would get disgusting. Maybe he's thing. lactose intolerant, and there's a next level to this prank. Maybe uh, that's gross. But well. I, I mean, that stadium is bad. <laughs> yeah. so quickly to that close up this story that keeps getting interrupted by guests that yes. come on our show <laughs> crazy explosion last night in mount juliet half the city heard it okay it happened uh in a very specific place the cops think they're tweeting out we are investigating the mysterious explosion that many of you are calling about that you heard i've watched you know on facebook there's videos on ring door cameras of the explosion, Hutton, I, I played it for you before the show. You can hear something goes off. Hutton's immediate thought was it sounds like a cannon being blasted. Yeah, that's it. It, it, it sounded like a almost like a firearm. Well, the cops were saying they do not believe it's a firearm; that it was some sort of explosion. So now there's all of these theories that it's a meteor that hit in Mount Juliet. There's no way. And I'm thinking, yeah, wouldn't people we know, know that or see yes. or see yeah. that happening if it happened? Here's my theory on what happened. Okay. A meth lab blew up. <laughs> and wherever it was, it was hidden in the woods somewhere. And whoever had the meth lab isn't going to come forward and say this was the explosion. Yeah, but the authorities would find the site of there the smoke. former meth, there would be meth lab. I would think so. Via smoke. So then where, Correct. but they That's still have I not think... figured out what happened. This, I mean, it happened at 10 o'clock at night, so it's not, you know, it's not broad That's daylight. That's why I think it's smoke. like a... Like an old cannon or something, like that someone fired because that's like, something like you billions, fire. The plot in billions, the guy with the cannon, and then you can easily off. put it away or cover it up, and there's put no the tarp back there's over. no smoke, there's no yeah. Like if a meteor hits town, well, we would know. No, I, I don't think we it's would a meteor. know. I, I was laughing at I, that yeah, when I, know, I saw I it on the uh, and, the neighborhood Facebook page. If there is a meth Jesus. lab that explodes, I mean, trust me, I, living in Warren County. When a meth lab explodes, everyone knows about it, and it's in the paper. Like it's not the southern standard. That, it's not oh. something that you uh, you can just hide in the woods because you know it, you well, can't this find is, it. So this it, it's got to be something that was fired and that was put away. This is back to back very weird occurrences in my hometown. Three houses up the street from me in my neighborhood on Sunday, three fire trucks showed up. Cops come screaming in because. 
there was a mulch fire that caught someone's house. And the neighbor saw it. They're just inside, knew nothing about it, and their deck caught on fire because of the heat and mulch that was apparently clumped together in a way. Maybe they were storing it, kind of like a fertilizer fire, obviously. And it, it caught fire. They, they put it out quickly. There was no you know, huge problems. But then that happens, and then one night later, a mysterious explosion, which leads me to believe, what's next for me? <laughs> What's next for Mount? Maybe an actual meteor hits Mount Juliet tonight. Now, Who it, knows? It does sound like you know uh, you you click the red button and the barn blows up. Did I you mean, hear that's it? what it sounds like. Did you hear it, Chad? I did not hear it. Did others? There are hear people. It? I want to. I want to know what it sounded like. I want to describe the, the the site Was where they it? described it, it happening is probably five miles from my neighborhood. And there are people in my neighborhood claiming they heard it. Was it a kaboom? Was it a wham? I mean, I'll play it for you after the show. It's it's a it's a boom. It's an explosion. I, I the reason why I think it's uh, it sounds like cannon fire. It would sound it sounds like um, Gillette Stadium if you were four hundred <laughs> yards away from the stadium after Tom Brady throws a touchdown pass to Randy Moss with the cannons going off like that that. And it happens one time, and it's done. That's that's why I think that someone got out the old rusty cannon and uh, I mean, and it, fired it up, getting ready for July Fourth. But also, like, couldn't call. I mean? It, it's also possible that like a group of idiots just got together and tried to blow something up and yeah. succeeded. Yeah, but if you blow something right? up, there are there there are remnants. remnants. Uh, when nine one one calls in and all the calls coming in, you investigate and you find where the fire is, especially in the middle of the night. Well, I mean, they could be busy. People are speeding on the highways, and it's very important that they get those people. The key, the key with this, I mean, my, is my it, town, it the police department is very efficient. Like, if anything goes south, like there, there are cops everywhere, and almost immediately, all the time. Which that's why I don't understand how they still, to this moment, don't yeah. know what happened. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's quite a, quite a mystery. Like, like, wouldn't something, even if it was a bunch of like high school kids that blew something up, someone would say something, or they'd find something. With that, out in the field somewhere. I'm eager to know what's next. Um, putting NFL contracts in perspective, because we, we throw out a lot of millions on the show. Consider this. Russell Westbrook just opted in Gosh. to a $47 million contract next season. $47 million for a guy who nobody really wants on their roster. Kyrie Irving opting in to roughly the same amount of money. In Brooklyn, and, and he could have demanded a sign and trade. Like the money that is tossed around in guarantees in these opt ins by the player, not the team in the NBA, is crazy to me, considering where the NBA is on the pecking order of hierarchy of professional leagues. I know there's more opportunity roster wise in the NFL, but if you have a chance, if you are a great basketball player and a great football player, and you don't opt to play basketball, if you can make the highest level, that's not a smart move. <laughs> you should absolutely play basketball. I yes. understand not everyone sits there and has the option at 16, 17 years old. I'm going to go to the NBA or the NFL. I can decide right now which path to take. That's not in the cards for a lot of Oof. people, but you should go to the NBA. Well, baseball's pretty, pretty good. Yes, baseball also. 
And there's more opportunity in, in baseball than the NBA as well. And less, less chance of uh, but hey, bad knees. The NFL is headed towards guaranteed contracts for everyone too, and you're just holding out and getting whatever you want from teams as well. So maybe you know eventually they'll be right there with MLB, NHL with guaranteed contracts and NBA. None of it's none of it's terrible, but the 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 just crazy top dollar contracts that are only going up in the NBA. You know these max deals to guys who are not. I mean they're they're franchise players for their franchise, but they're not franchise players, and they're getting. I mean LeBron. Consider LeBron is LeBron is on a roster. Um, you've got, I mean, they, they acquire Westbrook and the big topic is whether or not he's going to be back in LA and he controls all the leverage based on the opt, the opt in or opt out he has with the, with the deal that they traded for crazy money. But yet, you know, the Browns can't figure out a way to trade Baker Mayfield and pay for 12 to 15 million of his contract. Money, 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 money. Who the Yankees have tonight, Paul? I think they're still finishing up with Oakland, who I did not realize is one of the two worst teams in baseball, apparently. They have nothing to play for. I mean, they're, they're actually – it's almost like they're sabotaging the home games. They play better on the road. Wow. They've been taking leads yeah. and giving them up. They play better on the road, uh, given the fact that no one's there to watch them at home. So, Yeah, the, the broadcaster said that they uh, – Yankees broadcaster said they were talking to Oakland broadcaster saying like, how are you trying to salvage this thing when you sell off all the good players yeah. and can't get anybody to come watch the games? And the broadcasters were like, the owner doesn't speak. We don't really know anything. The owner doesn't care either. He's trying to get the team in Vegas. <laughs> it's an awful situation. The broadcasters probably are too for that matter. We're back at it tomorrow. We will have primary complaint and much more. And we'll continue to watch the Watson hearing on Outkick 360. Don't block the box. Do please lock your locks.